A sermon from St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church, Hancock, Minnesota, on Mother's Day, May 9, 2010. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit works in our hearts is the account recorded in 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 8 to 37. You'll learn about that text as the sermon goes on here today, so at this time please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. She lived in the town of Shunem, in northern Israel, in the territory of Issachar. Shunem, not nearly as famous as its nearby neighbor Jezreel, or a little farther away Samaria, Jericho, or Jerusalem. But she was content to live there among her own people. Her husband owned fields around the town. He made a good living. She had a good home there in Shunem. Now, a holy man, a prophet of God, would often pass through that town. It was a a godless age in which she lived. Many of the people in the northern part of Israel, generations ago had given up going down to Jerusalem to the temple of the Lord there. Instead, they worshipped at the golden calves in Bethel or Dan. And more recently, things had gone from bad to worse as far as religious life goes. For the wayward king Ahab and his wife Jezebel had introduced Baal worship with all its perversions. Imagine going to a prostitute and calling that worship. Yes, it was a bad time, religiously speaking, but this prophet, this holy man that that came through Shudah, he had followed and served under the great prophet Elijah. Elijah, who had called down heaven, uh, fire from heaven when he, he opposed the prophets of Baal. Yes, this man had seen Elijah taken up into heaven in a whirlwind when the chariot of fire and horses of fire separated them. Yes, she knew that this prophet that passed through her little town of Shunem was a man of God. What could she do for him? She could feed him, give him a good meal as he passed through town. But was there anything else she could do? One day, a thought came to her. She says to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. Let's make a small room on the roof and put, it in a, and put in it a bed and a table, a chair and a lamp for him. Then he can stay there whenever he comes to us. Now this prophet, whose name is Elisha, this prophet appreciated the woman's thoughtfulness and kindness. How could he thank her? Could he maybe talk to the king for her? Or to the commander of the army? No, no, she was content and happy among her own people there in Shunem. 
But then Elisha's servant, Gehazi, made this observation. Well, she has no son, and her husband is old, he said. And so Elisha has the woman call to her, and he makes her this promise. About this time next year, you will hold a son in your arms. Yes, this, mother, this woman had not known the joys of motherhood, and yet it seemed too good to be true, too good for her to believe. She replies, No, my Lord, don't mislead your servant, O man of God. And yet a year later, she held that son in her arms, just as God's prophet had said. Motherhood. What a blessing from the Lord for this Shunammite woman and for mothers today. Just just think about it. The Almighty, by whose mere word can call into existence anything he wants, has chosen to use mothers to bring a new person into this world. Think about it. He called the whole world into existence out of nothing. Our first parents had no mothers. Adam was formed out of the dust of the ground. Eve was made out of Adam's rib. But today, to do this divine work, God chooses to use mothers. What a wonder. What a wonder from that moment that person is conceived And then as he or she grows in the womb, onward to birth, God chooses to use mothers to bring new life into this world. What a wonder. But have we lost some of that wonder in our modern age and thinking? Have we lost some of that wonder so that motherhood just doesn't seem to be rated so highly anymore. We live in an age where the drumbeat of women's rights often drowns out the beautiful melody of motherhood. A a 20th century Chinese writer, Lin Yotang, wrote this. He, He said, Of all the rights of women, the greatest is to be a mother. And although we might quibble with that word right since it can cloud that motherhood is a gift from God, yet yet his phrasing makes us think, doesn't it? How highly do we value motherhood? Does it often become second, third, fourth, or somewhere else farther down the line? Is it only on days like today, Mother's Day, that people at least pay lip service to the importance of motherhood? How highly do we value it? This Shunammite woman has a lesson for us today. And although we may talk highly of motherhood out of one side of our mouth, how often do, don't our choices, our priorities, and our actions betray us? For example, who is typically valued more highly? The woman who is advancing her career, especially if she is shattering glass ceilings? Or the mother at home 
changing a diaper day after day. And let us also not forget that oftentimes this reaction that downplays motherhood is caused because in the past so often men have used motherhood as a way to keep women under their thumb. Even as a joke, barefoot and in the, pregnant and in the kitchen is, is a horrible abuse of God's gift of motherhood. It tramples on the wonder of it. The woman from Shunem has a lesson for us about the wonder of motherhood. And let us not only forget the wonder of it as God uses mothers as in his work of, of bringing new life, but also remember it is a gift. A gift from God. That too is so often lost in our, our age of modern medicine and technology. That idea that motherhood is a gift from God is trampled on when couples figure that they can pick and choose if or when they have children according to their own timetables. Although there may be times that birth control is necessary, yet how often aren't those choices made based on self-centered concerns instead. We so easily forget what the scriptures say. Sons are a heritage from the Lord. Children, a reward from Him. Psalm 127. God gives the blessing of motherhood. Who are we to think that we know better than He does when and if to refuse that gift? And and along these same lines, Christian wisdom also recognizes that at times God may withhold that blessing of motherhood, that there comes a time when pursuing the medical options needs to stop, even if the blessing of children isn't there yet. And that, that in the, to begin with even, that there are certain medical options that Christian morality wouldn't pursue in the first place. And as a Christian, there comes a time where we might say, Motherhood is God's gift for him to give or not to give as he knows is best. This woman from Shunem has a lesson for us. How much in our thoughts, attitudes, in our choices, our decisions, how often we have sinned against God's wonderful gift of motherhood in the cross of Christ, and only there is there forgiveness for those sins. For as you see that cross, see Jesus taking care of his mother and trusting her care to his disciple John, even as he is bearing the weight of the entire of all the sins of the entire world. Jesus put motherhood in its proper place. And that right record that belongs to Jesus counts for you, dear friends. Counts for you and me. And with our consciences washed clean with the blood of Jesus, give thanks to God for that wonderful gift of motherhood Give thanks to him for the blessings that he has funneled to you through your mothers. Give thanks, not only by saying kind words, but also by making the life choices and decisions 
that put motherhood in its proper place. What a wonder that God uses mothers to bring new life into this world. Keep that always in mind. Yes, motherhood. Motherhood is is filled with, with, with the joys that God gives. Who but a mother can know that joy of a a, a new life growing within her, feeling the baby moving inside her. Who but a mother can understand the fullness of that depth of affection, that mother's love between her and her own dear child. Who but a mother can truly know the joys of motherhood and all its wonders. But along with the joys also comes the heartaches, the crises. And this woman from Shunem also knew that part of motherhood. Oh yes, she knew the joys of holding that son in her arms. And the joy as as her little boy grew But one day that young boy goes out to the field to see his father and cries out, My head! My head! And the father has a servant take the child home to his mother. And then we're told, the boy sat on her lap until noon. And then he died. How a loss of a child, especially at such a young age, tears apart a mother's heart. That bond of affection that had once brought such joy now becomes the depths of sorrow. And it doesn't necessarily change as the years go by. Yes, even losing children who have lived into adulthood can tear a mother's heart. A a 90-year-old Shudden who had lost several children in their adulthood when they were around retirement age or so, still felt that tearing of her mother's heart and told me that a mother should never outlive her children. Where can a mother turn? The Shunammite woman immediately had her donkey made ready. She went and found the prophet Elisha and fell down before him, grasping his feet, saying, Did I ask you for a son, my Lord? Didn't I tell you, don't raise my hopes? And immediately the the, the prophet has his servant Gehazi rush on ahead to lay his staff on the boy. But the mother refuses to leave the prophet, she says. As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So Elisha goes. And he comes to the house and there is the boy dead on the couch. The prophet prays. And then he lays himself on top of the boy and his body begins to grow warm. The prophet gets up and walks back and forth and lays on top of the boy again and then the boy sneezes seven times. And the prophet calls his servant to call the mother and says to her, Come, take your son. As we, as you, go through the ups and downs of motherhood, 
There are times of joy and also times of deep sorrow. A mother's heart is connected to her children. She feels what they feel. Their losses are hers. Their mistakes, their troubles, their heartaches, their griefs. Her heart feels them. Where can a mother turn? Like the Shunammite woman. Your strength is in the Lord. For he is greater. No matter what the crisis might be, he is greater. Even the cold grasp of death must let go at his command. For he has risen from the grave. He has conquered death. He lives. So cast all your cares on Jesus, for he cares for you. And that certainly also includes the cares you have for your children. Now, the crises of motherhood, from the small hurt on the knee to the life-rending issues, the crises of motherhood can be heavy and the journey can be long. We are only told of, of this Shunammite woman and earlier we're told of a widow from Zarephath and, and later on we're told of a widow from Nain who received their sons back from the dead in short order and maybe you can include Mary, the mother of Jesus as well, but God does not work that same miracle for us. but He does work a miracle for you. No matter what the crisis you face as a mother, he works this miracle for you, a miracle of strengthening. Your strength is in the Lord. He strengthens you through the days and years of loss. He strengthens you with, through his promises of mercy and compassion. He strengthens you through the testimony of his love given with his body and blood in the Lord's Supper. He strengthens you. Just like he strengthened the Shunammite woman. For no crisis, no pain, no trouble is too great for him. Even if no one else understands your heartache, he does. For he is your God and Savior. He is your strength and salvation. Walk with the Lord in his word, just as you have trained your children to walk in the Lord's word. And even though at times he leads us, he leads you through the storms and fog that can come with motherhood in this sinful world, yet the sky will clear and the everlasting day will dawn and we, will, we his faithful followers, will be with the Lord forever. So dear friends, on this Mother's Day, do not forget what blessings the Lord has given to mothers. Remember the Shunammite woman and the lessons we learn from her. Do not forget the wonders of motherhood. Rather cherish and value the wonderful way in which God brings new life into this world by using mothers. Rejoice in the joys 
that he blesses, blesses motherhood with and find in him the strength to keep going no matter what the crisis. For he will not fail you. He is your risen Savior. He is with you. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.